I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down, the better I like Vancouver town. Welcome back to another episode of Vancouver Places, where we tell you fun, interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia. As always, we have our... Uh, I don't know what to call you guys ever. I was want to say leaders. <laughs> and geniuses. That's I'd like geniuses. you to call No, that was genius. the one time. That was just the gin episode. And we decided okay. that Graham was the geni- genius in that genius. one. He's a genius. genius. So we've got, we've got our authors and Vancouver experts here, Dave Dorgie and Graham Enzies, as always. So today... It's going to be a little bit different. We're not really going to tell you about a place. We're going to tell you about a person that has really affected a lot of places in Vancouver. Oh, well said. Well, yeah. On that, done. yeah, I like that. Nice. Yeah, on that, I will toss it over to you guys. Well, I get when, name three. Can you name three architects, Mike? Famous architects, like there's the guy that he designed. Uh, the, the the guy who designed Frank the house Lo- with the waterfall. I don't know yeah. his name. But okay. Frank, yeah, Frank Lloyd. Frank Lloyd, Lloyd Wright, and Gray. Right. You lived in Seattle. Yeah. What's the guy's name that the Experience Music Project there? And oh, they, that's a cool one too. Oh, it's in the tip oh, of my yeah, tongue. That's good. Yeah, well, Gary, right? Yeah, but that's Frank, not him. Yeah, Gary, Gary, yeah. Frank, yeah there's Balboa, the museum Frank in Balboa. Um, then when I, I am Pay. Is he one? Pardon me. Pay May. What'd you say? I'm thinking of, of another architect. Pay. Yeah. Is there one called Pay or May? M-E-I? I, I, A? Maybe. A? Maybe. Um, some of the buildings in London, the guy's name is Piano. That's an easy name to remember. There's a spherical building that went up about 10 years ago. The design. Oh, but the, the one that comes to piano. mind is Arthur Erickson. Arthur, Arthur Erickson is a world-renowned architect, like known globally. Mm-hmm. And you know um, a lot about the Museum of Anthropology, Graham, that you're going to talk about in a sec. But before you do, a lot of people don't know this, but you worked um, at the Canadian Embassy in Washington, D.C. I've seen a picture of you with President George Bush, the older one. That's right. President George Bush, the older one. That's how we referred to him. And Graham, <laughs> that building, you know, I mean, if you, the person, the Canadian that is asked to design the Canadian Embassy, in the, it's a pretty important building. The Canadian Embassy in the United States is not a small assignment off the side of your desk. And Arthur no. Erickson designed that building. You wrote about the Museum of Anthropology in Vancouver, yeah. which he designed. Which is and I'll talk about building. a few more of his buildings. But tell us a bit about, were you there for the opening or did you, did you know much about the background? I was. Washington I, I, yeah, I was there for the opening. And uh, the backstory of it is that, of course, Canada's had an embassy in Washington, uh, D.C. since, you know, dawn of time sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah, they actually had it got to the point where they had, I think, five buildings. So everybody working in uh, for the Canadian government in Washington, D.C. was the couriers going all the time between these five buildings. And they finally got to the point. They said, we need one building. So this was the assignment that went to uh, Arthur Erickson, and he built that uh, amazing structure. Of course, Arthur Erickson is the best-known Canadian architect, and like you say, Dave, he's he's known globally. Yes. Um, and so there was that that was interesting. But he's also from Vancouver, which is kind of cool. He's a, he's a Vancouverite, and then just in the I don't know what you call it uh, courtyard of the embassy in Washington D.C. There's also a Bill Reed uh, sculpture. I think it's a Bill Reed sculpture. Anyway, yeah. it's a Haida sculpture. Yeah, another British so there's, there's a real, Yeah, there's a real uh, Vancouver connection to the embassy and in Washington. I'm going to let you talk about the Museum of Anthropology and a few of his other buildings. But just quickly, I grew up in West Point Grey, and uh, Arthur Erickson uh, is a lot older than us. I think he died in, in when? In 209? Yeah. 
And when I was a kid, his family had a house there. And I want to say, and I hope one of our listeners will pipe in, I want to say 11th and Tolmy, 11th and Sassamat, maybe it was Courtney, maybe it was 12th, but it was in the West. It was just a one of those typical 33 by 120 foot lots, but it was hard to see and when because it had trees hmm. in front of it. And when you did see it, it was really cool. It had skylights and different slopes and that had been taking out to add this and you used to sneak by there and, you know, I'm 12 years old and some of that. That, that house was designed by hmm. Arthur Erickson. Oh, who's that? Oh, he's designing Simon Fraser University, yeah. SFU. The downtown course house, the Museum of Anthropology. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, but I, his house was in Point Grey somewhere, and I, I'd, I'd like to be able to tell you exactly where, but I don't know. Hmm. So he's been famous we'll have, for quite we'll a while because we're like SFUs don't want the '60s, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's been a famous yeah, architect for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah, that was in the '60s, and the Mac Blow Building. I don't. People love it What's or hate that? it. I, I, the Mac Blow Building is at uh, Georgia and Thurlow. And it's just about the windows are all these big concrete boxes. It's a skyscraper. It's probably 24 stories tall. I don't like it. I think it's ugly and lacks imagination. (laughs) But you know what? Here's the thing. It was built in 1965. So you have to imagine, I think in 1965, people would have thought, wow, that is so different. It's so, you know, I don't know. Unusual. Futuristic. It, it won a de- futuristic. It won a design award. I think it's a heritage building today. But I agree with you, Dave. I mean, I I much prefer the Canadian Embassy in Washington D.C. Wow, that's great. Oh. And Mike, uh, you mentioned the waterfall building. That's actually Arthur Erickson's. That's well, a- his his, com- his company designed that oh, down no by uh, the Granville well, Island. Granville Island by Granville Island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just walking by it the other day. I love that building. Yes. But, you so know, it actually has some, some there's, if you look at it and you look at the Canadian embassy in Washington, you kind of see, in my view anyway, you do see a little bit of a similarity. Hmm. Like I would I, love I thought, to be, yeah. I would love to be an architect. I have no design skills. I'm not good at math. <laughs> and I, so I never will be, but could you imagine like we write a book and then it gets forgotten about it as a used bookstores and no one cares, but you build a building. You know, imagine bring, taking your kids in the car and go, let's, hey, yeah. Johnny, let's go hop in the car and go, I'm going to drive you by five or six things your dad did when he was young. Exhibit A, you know, SFU. Exhibit B, the courthouse downtown. Exhibit C, I hate to say it, yeah. the Trump Tower Hotel. Huh, Graham? Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a funny one. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but of course, that one's in the book. Um, and there's a, there's a picture with it. And we thought, you know, you know, you could, we could do a picture of the building, although it's kind of like the Mac Blow building in my view, Dave, I don't think it's that arresting visually. It's, it's good. It's nice. The, the Trump Tower. Visually arresting. Of the, so I thought we, we needed something else for that. <laughs> and so Dave, Dave went and got a Trump mask. <laughs> if you, if you have the book and you look at that chapter, there's a guy with a Trump mask on that's Dave. And uh, you know, I, I took I just, a picture. And right. For minutes, you were walking up and down the sidewalk with this Trump mask on. And I, and I was well, waiting for the cops to come and yeah, you take us away. You know what? It just dawned on me now that the Trump Tower, which is uh, it, it was originally going to be when, when Arthur Erickson was given the contract to design that hotel. It was originally going to be a Ritz-Carlton. Then I think it was after he died, the deal fell through. Somebody bought the property and then they branded it Trump. But that right. isn't, uh, it's, I just thought of this now for the first time. Graham, that building's not far from the Mac Blow building. Like there, there are two Arthur Erickson buildings mm. that are 40 years apart, which span his career. That's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah but, I didn't really um, realize that, yeah. 
What, a, what an amazing mind he must have had. What a creative sense of entrepreneurialism. He must have been a risk taker. I'm sure that there was times where, you know, he was in pretty deep in terms of, you know, the cost to design a building and how do you yeah. get paid? How do you map it out? Bidding, bidding on different projects. A lot of his buildings, we don't even know about. They're in other countries, you know. He's hired to go over to Dubai or something to build a fabulous tower. I don't know. Well, you know, I was speaking of the SFU buildings. I was reading a, a little bit about that, and I saw that he actually did have some international uh, influences on that. I think one was Egypt and the other was Japan. So I think the Egyptian influence um, around this uh, the one particular building, um, I think it's called the Centennial uh, Central or Centen Central Mall building at SFU. Um, but it's got a courtyard, and I think that was influenced by a university that he saw in Egypt that had a stunning courtyard. And it also has reflecting ponds. And I think that was uh, influenced by some of his travels in Japan where he saw many reflecting ponds there. Wow. Well, the Museum of Anthropology at the University of British Columbia, I, I don't think that Vancouver yeah. has very good museums, okay? When people come to town and they say, oh, I'd like to go to some museums, I say, we, oh, we you are a one, harsh you critic know? tonight. Wow, huh? Dave is just totally, you're unleashed tonight. <laughs> you're a harsh critic. Wow. I'm a Debbie, I'm a dorky downer. You're fired up. Well, I can't get excited about any museum other than the Museum of Anthropology in Vancouver. Sorry. It's, you know? pretty, it's pretty cool. It's, it's stunning. a cool building. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. It's a cool building to look at from the outside. It's a cool building to visit from the inside. I think that's where it has the double win on it. I, Actually, I I'd like even go for a triple win because it's built. Uh, this is my favorite part of it, I think, is because it's built on the old artillery um, gun placements. So it's got this really neat uh, hidden history about it, which I find kind of appealing. I read somewhere recently, it's going through, I want to say seismic upgrades or um, that yeah, it is I think uh, having right. to be somehow changed to fit with the times. And it's right on top of a cliff. So maybe not a bad idea to re revisit its foundation. And I wonder yeah. to what degree Arthur would have uh, calculated that into his uh, his planning. <laughs> well, it's, it's built on top of a lot of cement, that's for sure. I think that was part of the planning was when they looked at the artillery placements there. There, They thought, wow, you know, it would yeah. probably take five years to take all the concrete out. And, they, and he, I'm sure he just thought, well, why don't we build on top of it? And uh, he found a really clever, a creative way to do that. So, so it seems was, like, well, he had, kind of like he was extremely varied in all the stuff they made. He made museums, he made universities, he made courthouses, he made hotels. Like he wasn't really focused on residential towers. Yeah, yeah I it, think, just, I mean, it was all over. I think that, you know, for, for young people, anybody interested in Vancouver history, he played a huge role. And he's to be, um, you know, think about him. When you see these buildings, somebody had to design it. And this guy, he really, he really had a lot to do with the way our city looks and putting us on the map for design. So um, I have a great deal of respect for him. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Finally, we found something that Dave has a great deal of respect for. Wow, that was a long time coming. <laughs> Took some hunting, but we figured it out. He likes Arthur Erickson. Hates museums. Loves Arthur Erickson. I think that, you know there's a, there was a slight pause there. I think that was probably just Mike and I with our jaws on the table, just amazed that. Come on, know, I'm a pause guy. I just, yeah, I just don't think we have great museums. I'd be lying if. I, anyways, let's wrap her up. On that note, the Museum of Anthropology, we all agreed, was really amazing. You should definitely check that. I'm sure anyone who knows anything about Vancouver knows about that place. So last thoughts on Arthur Erickson, guys. Anything you got? Dave, what's your pun? I do. I got a last oh, thought. Sorry, I'm going to jump, jump, jump in there. Is to say, you know, we didn't talk about it, but um, on TV and in the movies, you see a lot of SFU is in there all the time. And that's that the Arthur Erickson yeah. building. So if you're wondering, gee, I'm not sure if I've seen these buildings, you probably have. 
Yeah. Um, I think the Walter Corner Library at UBC is in a lot of movies too. And that's another one that uh, Arthur Erickson did. It's all over the place. Well, so I will just close by saying thought. when SFU opened in the 60s, it was quite a militant university with a lot of protests and a lot of civil unrest taking place there. Hmm. And its design and Arthur Erickson's input was all part of that new one, you know, the Canada hmm. 1968, 69, yeah. where it was heading. And, and he really put his stamp on it. And it's so cool that we have two wonderful universities, SFU and, and UBC. We have a lot of other ones, but what great locations. We'll do another episode on the universities in Vancouver uh, down the road. That's a good idea. That'll be a great one. So on that note, you can take an entire day and just drive around the city. So you can go to, and here, guys, jump in if I miss anything. But we got SFU. You've got the courthouse downtown. You've got the Trump Tower. Mac Below, am I saying that right? That's Mac right. Below, yeah. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is, Mike? You're younger no, than I us. I don't. It's a forestry company that's short for Macmillan Blodell. That uh, when forestry was really booming in BC, this company was the number one forestry company. They had a building in downtown Vancouver, and Arthur Erickson designed it. Macmillan huh. Blodell. See, I keep learning things all the time. I can't even get through my last sentences without learning things. Uh, so, and the Museum of Anthropology. So take an entire day and just drive around Vancouver and see all these amazing places that Arthur Erickson designed. Like, like they, like Dave and Graham keep saying, they're they are iconic, and you're not mixing them up with anything else. So. Take a day, drive around, but make sure you come back next week to learn more <laughs> things about the city of Vancouver. Make sure you come back next week, otherwise you'll Mike miss something. On the 9th of February, 61, from the 10th of February through to May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I live in this here town, and the more they tried to keep me down.